Father, we pray that you would speak to us now, uh, that you would uh, give us your grace, uh, so that we would indeed spend our days praising our Saviour. We ask it in his name. Amen. Schools out for summer. And for some people, schools out forever. For most pupils, the seemingly endless school holidays will soon come to an end. Sorry to say. And come the end of August, they'll be back to the same school for another year. Some, though, will have left at their old school behind but have the prospect of a new school come the autumn, whether that's junior high or senior high or college or whatever it might be. But some will have finished with school altogether. Some pupils, but also some teachers have finished. I think at the schools that I went to every year, there seemed to be some teachers leaving at the end of the school year and normally one of the words uh, that is used about teachers uh, when they're leaving when they're you know having the tributes paid to them uh, is that they were devoted and we know what that word means they were committed to educating their pupils going above and beyond in the task or think of some of the other times that you hear the word devoted. Speaking of someone as a devoted husband or wife or parent, they're all in at living out that relationship completely. Or think of a devoted sports fan. They'll make sure to never miss a game. They'll go to support the team. They are devoted to it. The question I want to ask this morning is this, what would it look like for us to be devoted followers of Jesus? You see, you could be a teacher, but not really care very much about the children, not be devoted. And maybe from your own education, you can think of one or two teachers a bit like that. Some husbands and wives and parents are far from devoted. And some sports fans can only be fair weather fans. They'll either only turn up if the weather's good, you know, it's not raining, it's not too cold, or, you know, or if the results are going well. And fair weather fans, not really devoted. And we might follow Jesus, but actually not be very devoted in our following. So what would it look like for us to be devoted followers of Jesus? This morning, as we work our way through Acts, we come to this little short summary of what it looked like in the early church to be a devoted follower of Jesus. Perhaps you would open up to page 1094 in the Pew Bibles. Thank you. 
already in Acts chapter 2. We have heard about the events of the day of Pentecost uh, when the poured out promised spirit gave power to proclaim the prophesied saviour. And as Peter uh, preached the good news about Jesus in the power of the spirit, how he is the saviour, the son of God, uh, about 3,000 people accepted his message were baptised and were added to the church's number. But what happened next? Uh, They started the day with a group of about 120 believers and now they have an extra 3,000 to deal with. So what did the church do? How did they organise themselves? What were their priorities? And what might that say to us about being devoted followers of Jesus. Now, before we dive into the passage, uh, perhaps we need one extra question to help us navigate not just this passage, uh, but also the rest of Acts and indeed uh, any time we're reading any of the historical books of the Bible. Keep this in your, in your toolbox whenever you're approaching the Bible and reading the Bible. Uh, the question is this, is what I'm reading Descriptive or prescriptive? Is it a description of of what happened then and we're not meant to to follow it, we're just told that it happened? Or is it prescriptive? Is it something that we have to do ourselves? So that's a question that we need to think about. Descriptive or prescriptive? So let's dive into verse 42. And straight away we come across the word of the day, the word that we've already thought about in the children's talk, devoted. We're told there that they, that is these believers, devoted themselves to four things. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. And it seems to me that this is the summary of the summary. Sorry, I'll try not to hit the mic again. The summary of the summary. That in this verse we have a description of what is prescriptive. The essentials that we need to be devoted to. And that the rest of the verses then provide the description of how they went about it in those days immediately after Pentecost. As we work our way through each of these elements that they were devoted to, we'll see what that looked like for the first believers and then think about what it might be like for us here and now. So the first mark of devoted followers is that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. These new believers, all 3,000 of them, wanted to find out more about Jesus and how he had saved them, and how to follow him. And who could they turn to? Where would they find that information? They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. The apostles were the men chosen by Jesus, who had been taught by Jesus and trained by Jesus. They had been with him for the three years of his ministry, and were witnesses of the risen Lord Jesus. And we've already seen at the apostles' teaching in Acts chapter 2 as Peter taught about Jesus 
on the day of Pentecost. And then in verse 43, we see that the apostles' teaching was being authenticated and verified by their actions. It says, everyone was filled with awe and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. The signs there, the miracles there are given to prove their message, to show that they are speaking the truth. But I think this is descriptive. It's telling us what happened then. Because we don't have apostles anymore. We don't have those who were the witnesses to Jesus' resurrection. But the, the prescriptive part, the bit that we follow, is that we also devote ourselves to the apostles' teaching. And you might think, well, how do we do that if, if the apostles aren't around anymore? But we have it in the New Testament. That the teaching of the apostles has been written down and preserved for us in the Gospels and Acts and the letters. And their teaching is based on the Old Testament prophecies. Remember in Acts 2, just look across the page, you can see how Peter quotes from Joel's prophecy back in verse 17 of chapter 2. He quotes from Psalm 16 in verse 25 and following. And Psalm 110 from verse 34 and verse 35. So the whole Bible is the apostles' teaching or points to the apostles' teaching. The question is, are we devoted to it? Are we devoted to reading and understanding and growing in the apostles' teaching? The second mark of devoted followers is that they devoted themselves to the fellowship. Now, we're maybe used to hearing about youth fellowship, which is now finished for the summer, or we used to have the fellowship on a Thursday evening. It's now the all together and the growth groups. And sometimes we might think, you know, if you have coffee with a non-Christian friend then that's, that's friendship but if you have coffee with a Christian friend then that's fellowship um, as if it's just you know, having a cup of tea or a cup of coffee that, that is fellowship but what is fellowship or what is the fellowship well perhaps the best example of a fellowship is from Lord of the Rings I wonder has anyone read the book or seen the movies anyone no, you need to read those over the summer then or watch the movies. Um, the, the, there are three films that tell one story, okay? And the three films are each over three hours long. So pick a rainy day in the summer. We're guaranteed to have a few of those. Um, the book is even longer. But the first book of the trilogy, the first film, is all about how a group of nine creatures... Uh, some hobbits, some men, uh, one elf, one dwarf, and one wizard, uh, set out on a mission together to destroy the Ring of Power. Uh, they are the fellowship of the Ring. Uh, and uh, what that means is they are together, they help one another, uh, they work together in this common purpose. Fellowship is partnership for a purpose. So do you see how that's illustrated in verses 44 and 45? Look at it with me. 
It says all the believers were together and had everything in common, selling their possessions and goods they gave to anyone as he had need. <clears throat> they're in it together. They're, they're working in partnership to help each other in this common purpose. Their fellowship means that they care for one another and especially for those in need. But this wasn't an early form of communism. Sometimes people read this and think, well, that's communism. It wasn't enforced. It was voluntary. And not everyone had sold their houses because, uh, where is it, verse uh, 46, uh, they broke bread in their homes, so some people hadn't sold at their houses. But it is fellowship that is being worked out practically. We, know, we may not immediately go to sell everything we have as if this is prescriptive, but how devoted are we to one another? Serving one another's needs, encouraging one another on this common purpose together. Are we devoted to the fellowship of the believers? The third mark then of devoted followers is that they devoted themselves to the breaking of bread. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now that might simply mean eating together, uh, sharing meals together as we see in verse 46. Uh, they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. But it's also pointing to the breaking of bread. Sharing in the Lord's Supper, Holy Communion, Eucharist, whatever uh, we might call it. And actually there's no need to hold them separate. In, in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, at the breaking of bread comes in the context of a meal. They are devoted to remembering and celebrating the sacrifice of Jesus together as they break bread, just as he commanded in remembrance of me. We may not do it in the context of a meal here, but we do regularly celebrate communion together. Twice a month, uh, on the first Sunday in the morning, the third Sunday in the evening, we gather around the Lord's table as we break bread and drink wine together. But are we devoted to it? It seems to be the case that wherever I have ministered, uh, I did a placement in Marlin and Dollingstown. I did a placement in Rathryland and Valley Ward with David. Uh, I did, um, where was I? I was a curate in Dundonald. I was a rector in, in Brookborough and in Fermanagh. Uh, I'm now here. And it seems that in every church, the communion services are always the poorest attended. And I'm wondering why that is the case. Is it because it's a slightly longer service and you know, we might have to wait an extra five minutes for our dinner? Or maybe we think we'd be embarrassed if we didn't go up to receive? If you've any wisdom then, do let me know um, why that is the case. I'd love to talk about it with you, with anybody. Um, but are we devoted to the breaking of bread? in fulfilling the command of Jesus 
as he says, do this in remembrance of me. The fourth and final mark of devoted followers is that they devoted themselves to prayer. And some versions would suggest that it's not just prayer in general, but the prayers, as in a gathered time of prayer with others. This may have been in the temple, as we see in verse 46. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. There's also the element of praising God in verse 47. Are we committed, devoted even, to praying on our own and as a church? Are there ways that we could do it more, do it better? As one small step in the right direction, you'll see on the notice sheet a new prayer diary. One topic to pray for each day that we can do together, even if we're not together in the same place. Come the autumn, we'll have growth groups and all together starting up again. Opportunities to meet together, to grow and to pray. Are we devoted to prayer and to the prayer? So what might it look like to be a devoted follower of Jesus? We'll be devoted to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. It might not look exactly like how the early church did it, but it must certainly include these four devotions in some way. And perhaps as I've been speaking this morning, the Holy Spirit has been prompting you, uh, provoking you maybe even. Is there one that you need to work on? One that maybe you'll focus on over the summer to see how we can do this better together. These first followers of Jesus were devoted disciples and people were taking notice of their devotion. Verse 47 tells us that they enjoyed the favour of all the people and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. May we be known as devoted disciples and may we see the Lord adding to our number as our fellowship grows. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this picture of the early church and how they worked together and how they were devoted to one another. Father, we pray that you would help us to hear and receive and respond to your word. We pray that you would give us the courage to hear your Holy Spirit as he speaks to us now. That together we would build one another up for your glory and for our good. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.